Hey, before we dive into today's episode, I've got something really special to share with you. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably know that nothing excites me more than connecting with smart, ambitious people in our lifestyle investor community. So this May, I'm hosting a one-day live event right here in Austin, Texas. This will only be the second time we've ever opened our doors to non-mastermind members, and the last time we did it, attendees said it was the best event of 2023. The one-day event is a small, interactive workshop designed to be as impactful and actionable as possible. You'll be learning hands-on from some of the brightest minds and my personal go-to experts in the industry. I'm thrilled to welcome Garrett Gunderson, the brilliant and hilarious mind behind Money Unmasked and the New York Times and Wall Street Journal best-selling book, Killing Sacred Cows. He's going to share his insights on how to grow your assets tax-free with life insurance. And you'll also get some time with Rob Dial, the mastermind behind the Mindset Mentor podcast, who will share with you how to unlock your true wealth potential. Then you'll get to participate in a special investment presentation, in-depth discussions, and breakout sessions on two crucial yet often overlooked topics, personalized tax strategies and wealth building. And lastly, for those of you who are serious about taking a more proactive approach, when you join us for the one-day live event, you'll be invited to a one-day vetting deals course happening the day before the main event. It's our most requested course, and we want to have this unique opportunity to learn directly from one of my personal friends and best resources, Hans Box, who vets the majority of our deals inside the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind. He'll walk you through his process so you can refine yours, along with plenty of commentary from me. We're keeping the size of this group super limited to ensure that you receive personal attention and get all your questions answered. So if you're ready to join us, head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash live to secure your ticket. Once again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash live. I can't wait to see you there. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to Lifestyle Investor. My name's Anna. And I'm Justin Donald's daughter. I'm Julia. Um, I'm Justin Donald's friend. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to give you some key reasons why you should invest. And we have some suggestions for you. One, you could buy mobile home parks. You would have to put a little bit of work into it, but it would all be worth it because you would get your money back. Two, you could put rental houses in your backyard. You could charge however much you wanted per month. Three, you could like rent some land to people. You could charge however much you would like for per acre per month. Thank you, and always get the book and the podcast, which you're listening to right now, obviously. And tune in next time to see me and Julia in action. Yeah. Bye. Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build long-term wealth, while gaining total freedom from your business or job. That's what lifestyle investing is all about. I'm your host, Justin Donald, and in less than two years, my investments drove enough passive income for both my wife and me to quit our jobs. And now I want to show you how to do the same. I want to teach you how to create wealth without creating a job. You'll learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over eight figures all before the age of 40. 
If you want to learn all about low-risk cash flow investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. Today's guest, Jim Shields, is known as the crazy glue for entrepreneurial families. His celebrated family board meeting strategy has empowered thousands of business leaders globally to foster stronger bonds with their family. But beyond that, Jim is also known for his real estate brilliance. Leveraging the build-to-rent strategy, he grew his real estate portfolio across 14 markets in Florida to a point where they raked in $185 million in sales in just one year. In our discussion, Jim shares his approach and insights on nurturing strong family bonds without missing a beat in business and also pulls back the curtain on the mindset that drives his winning real estate strategies. In this episode, you'll learn strategies for deepening the bond with your spouse and children, tactics to amplify your business productivity, sharpen your focus, and accelerate growth, and the build-to-rent blueprint that skyrocketed Jim's real estate portfolio to a staggering $185 million in sales within a single year. One more thing before we get to today's interview. Jim's got something special for Lifestyle Investor Podcast listeners. Jim is about to release his new book, Passive Income Playbook, which is his step-by-step real estate blueprint for getting you and your family freedom and passive income. He is giving you early access to the first three chapters of the audiobook for free. To get access to this gift, visit lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash 159. Thanks for listening. And without further delay, my conversation with Jim Shields. What's up, Jim? So good to have you on the show. Justin, good to see you again. Good to be here. Well, this is fun. Well, last time we got together, I was on your podcast, and yep. it's fun having you on ours. We've, you know, for a while talked about doing a podcast swap, and I'm just so excited to get time with you and for the world to learn all the cool stuff that you are up to. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. It's definitely a long time coming. I'm glad we finally lined it up together. Yeah, well, you have been on quite the journey here recently, and there's so many neat things that you're doing, things that I've done. You know, we've been on a similar journey on many fronts, whether it be uh, family uh, values and activities and adventure, whether it be business, real estate specifically, whether it be like writing a book and branding for a certain movement that we want to help inspire. And so I think it's important for me to start off this call just sharing the powerful, positive, impact that you've had on on me and on our family because of a book, a small little book, a small little, I would even call it like a mini book a mini or like read, a, yeah. A, yeah, a mini read. Like, I mean, it was just powerful. It's called the, the family board meeting. Mm-hmm. And I read this thing in one setting and it forever revolutionized the way that I have shown up for my family, for the one-on-one time that my daughter and I get, the daddy-daughter time, yep. as we like to call it, yep. and designating it. Like even in your book, you know, you talked a lot about how it's important to do that at least on a monthly cadence. And and for me, I just have one daughter. So I was like, well, maybe it takes it to the next level if we do it on a monthly cadence. Yeah, and yeah. So that's been something really special where she gets to pick the day. We get to do exactly what she wants within reason. And there's time and space for quality questions, quality conversations, for real life to happen, for her to open up and share things with me that she otherwise wouldn't share. And I know that for a fact, that 
the quality of conversation and time we're getting would not have happened without this framework. So thank you. And I'd love for you to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, well, thank you because you're using it. And I, I mean, I just had a goal, as you know, and I, I had no plans to write a family book, uh, nor was I even comfortable discussing my family life and, and, you know, some of the ways that the family board meeting all came about. But I really did think, wow, this is having such an effect. What if this is, is, has stickability? What if people can grasp the concept and the few principles and, and really take action? And you did that. So that's what makes it so rewarding to me and my wife, Jamie, you know, and, and now, I mean, I guess, gosh, we've known each other probably almost a decade. I've seen a lot of growth. I remember seeing your last picture with the adventure in Europe. And I'm like, that's the little girl. I first saw him post when he did his first, you know, his first daddy daughter and, and gave me a shout out. I'm like, wow. I mean, it goes so fast. That 18 summers principle really does. And, and I love to see people like you taking pride in the how. And we were talking about this before. Where, and when I talk about the how, it's not you know real estate or the business you and I have to get to the financial, but how have you been along the way? How have you showed up for your family to reach that seven to eight figure, eight to nine figure, like you and I have talked about? And I, I can just see you're doing the how. And, and what's more priceless than that? Yeah, it's incredible. And I'd love to dive into the how a little more. And I'd love to dive into your newest book, The 18 Summers, because it's, it's like it's taking family board meeting to a whole nother level, you know, it's just going deep. And and this whole concept, I mean, this was, this was a paradigm shift for me, Jim, in the fact that early on, as a new dad, you had said, Hey, you only have 18 summers with your children. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, you get a greater appreciation for how important they are and how relevant they are. And then there's a countdown. So for me, I'm like, I only have seven more left. That's scary to think about. I mean, maybe eight, but I just to play it safe, like, let's just say seven. Yeah. It's just such a powerful, positive motivator, right? When you have that simple yeah. math, it's the most valuable math equation a mentor ever taught me. And because that little 11-year-old girl Man, I mean, now that I know, because you know, I'm I'm crazy big family now. So we range from two to twenty. So I've gone through quite the gamut. But man, does it happen fast? And and when you keep that math equation going, it helps you prioritize. And that's that's what I really wanted to see people do was prioritize. And then when you prioritize and just put drop a few principles around it, Justin, which I'm sure we'll get into, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And that's time that you'll feel really good about. And again, that's this whole eighteen summers I had read. A statistic that the average person spends almost 85% of all the quality time they ever have with their child by the end of the 18th summer. And when you look at it, it makes sense because at that 18th year, they're going off to college or a career or the military, whatever it is. And so that means that you got to do those first 18 right to get them coming back for more. And then I don't think you only have 15% less time. You might have 20, 25, 30, 35%, especially when you're intentional and you put a few principles to work around it. Yeah, it puts it into perspective how short that window is where you have tremendous influence. I think we always have influence, but the influence we have begins to compete the older they get with other people. Yep. And I want to have as much influence as I can. I want to have the relationship that gives me and my wife the top influence for her. And I hope, I would imagine all parents do. And I think it's some of these activities, some of these top of mind 
awareness type of concepts that that really make it happen. And so I'd love to get into that. And in fact, during our time today, I'd love to talk about real estate. You've been very successful with real estate. You're kind of diving into a new niche or or sector or segment mm-hmm. of real estate that I'm excited to talk about, which is built to rent. Yep. And uh, I want to talk about some of your past successes and failures and I certainly want to get into the nuances of how to maximize these 18 summers that we have. And, and so uh, I, I'm excited for what we're going to discover today. And I just want everyone to know you are, for the content that you have created and for the frameworks that you've created, you're highly recognized. I mean, you speak at YPO events and EO events, Harvard University you and Jamie are, are very well known and sought after. And, and I'm just impressed with each of you. And I love seeing, I mean, anytime you can have a married couple in business together, you know that there's probably some things that are working because it certainly complicates the marriage. It does. <laughs> so it nice does. job. And part of our rules with that is what do we really desire to work on and create together and what should stay separate? So there's certain parts of the family enterprise Jamie handles and then uh, the 18 summers, there's a great overlap. That is really an artwork together in the real estate. Although she's she has an, an awareness and a proficiency in our works, our portfolio in that, I like to keep that a little more separate so that, you know, this is where you, you really get clear on, on the goals you're going for and who's going to handle what. Uh, and that was a big part of keeping marriage healthy and strong and, and loving and romantic. And so that's, that's been a quite a navigation for sure. Most certainly. And I'd love to know. So one of the things when I think of you, Jim, is you're an adventurer. You love to travel. You love to create epic experiences with your family. And we got into a little bit of the how. I'd love to get into more of the how, especially around like You've done four to six week vacations with your family. You've been able to turn work off in, in creative ways, or you've been able to create a schedule where it's primarily family time with work, maybe before they wake up or after they go to bed. And I'd love to talk about that because one of the greatest experiences our family ever had was a year off traveling the world, 13 different countries, 12 or 13, I think it was 13. And it was just wonderful. And we spent, you know, extended time that summer, six or more weeks in Europe. And it was just wonderful. Yeah. And I I think the starting point of that, Justin, is the intention. You know, just getting around and having conversations with our mutual friends of ours, we kind of say, what is what's possible? Because there used to be this old programming out there, you know, and I've been a, a real estate investor now for 24 years. I mean, it doesn't, I came, I'm, I'm almost scared to say that I'm getting so old, but you know, <laughs> there were some mentors out there that they had huge balance sheets, but really defunctional family and, and relationship lives. And, and that scared me. I got to tell you, it, it really scared me because I thought, well, that could, that could happen to me. Uh, and they had this goal of put your head down do what you need to do, get back to your family in 10 years, and they'll understand. Well, I think that was really bad advice. And and I think the cool thing is just getting to hear conversations like this. Wait, Justin went away for a year? Wait, he takes six-week vacations? How does that line up? And I think there's just, first of all, the intention and just the knowing that it can be done differently. That now with, with the technology and the niches that you go into, there is a clear ability to be able to do these things. And that's the first thing. The second thing you have to know is, is man, this is something no one likes to do, but you got to take inventory. 
right? And I know you and I oh, talked yeah. about this when I was taking the next step into new in- initiatives we're going into. You got to take inventory. Like, am I working with the right people? Am I really, you know, I'm a big believer in the unique ability and the genius that we each have, which is different for all of us. Am I really working in my genius and, and my top abilities or am I trying to play up in something that I know I stink at and I, I should be letting go of? And then it's also going to be, am I surrounding myself with the right people? And for business, although I, I have a pretty, I think, pretty friendly attitude overall, I do have a, a pretty hard line now of this one fact, Justin. If I allow C or D players in my business, that will absolutely and totally and directly take away time from me and my family. And and I just, I'm not willing to do that anymore. And And you don't have to be raging or crazy pushy and strong, that can be a very gentle decision, but it does decisions of, of finding better people to work with, letting go of old relationships or partnerships. And that's been a big part of my growth, I'd say, especially over the last decade, but also literally starting with just that intention of saying, okay, how has Justin done that? Because if he's done that, or hopefully people, if Jim has taken that, that means I can. Because I can tell you, there's not some sort of super brain power here, you know, and my unique abilities are small, but I've recognized them. And, and just having that intention, I think, is really an important starting point. Well, 100%. And it's not like you have to have some big, massive exit for that to happen. No. I mean, there's a very small percentage of people in the world that have that happen to them. You and I never had a big exit. We just hit singles and doubles consistently. I think the key word here is consistently we did that. And over time, there's a compounding effect to that. So, So that right there is like such a big key. And sometimes it's just getting out of your comfort zone and doing something like we traveled for much longer than we ever had before. And we created a framework and a system that allowed us to do it. Yeah. I know people that have a you know corporate gig and they figured out how to do it. I know other people that have a business that owns them. They don't own the business and they still figured out how to do it. Yeah. You know, So uh, there are ways to do it and, and we can create those ways. But I do think it's important to be really intentional on how you do it. And I think just prioritizing the family, the default is going to be plugging work in the schedule. But how can we get intentional and proactive to put family time in the schedule first, or at least as much as we're able to until a certain point? But that also then begs the question of can you find a career, a vocation, a mission that is in alignment with your desires, your passions that creates fulfillment, but also buys you time and flexibility. And I just did that one deal at a time. You just did that one deal at a time. And it starts small. And maybe at the beginning, we're only replacing the utility bills yeah. in passive income to start. And then, yeah. And then maybe you are all of a sudden you're covering a car payment, then maybe two, then maybe your mortgage. And it just grows from there. So it's not this big audacious thing that has to happen where you build a company huge and you have this massive exit and you get a windfall of money. I mean, that's, that's less than 1% of the world's population that that happens to. No, certainly. It certainly wasn't my way, Justin, as you know, my mentor taught me, you should be able to see your real estate niche in, in one sentence. So what separated me from poverty into abundance was I learned how to find a house, fix it up and either rent it or sell it. That was it. Yep. And we're talking four units or less, simple residential. And I remember people many years into my career said, well, why haven't you gone into commercial? I said, well, I've now done like a thousand houses. I'm just starting to get good at it. you know. And there were some <laughs> that were good. There were some that were bad. I survived 08 by the skin of my teeth. 
And that was a really big lesson. But like you said, it was singles and doubles, you know, and and Mm -hmm. we all want to build the Taj Mahal before we own a duplex. And sometimes we got to go back to square one. And I just said, wow, I'm on the inside track of this now. So I'm going to go with this because for me, it wasn't about the real estate. When When I first went into my first real estate class, I'll never forget. It was in Arizona in Phoenix. And then we had to write down our goals. And I said, I want to put real estate in place so I can get to the good stuff, the important things. That was it. It was that simple plan. And so when you start it like that, it's, I didn't want to be in, in the boardroom every day, barking commands. That's not what it was about for me. And, and, and again, I think people, they need to start with the duplex. They need to start with investing into that one syndication and then see how it goes. And, and then from there, they're saying, well, how do I get the six-week vacation or Justin's one year? That seems too far away. Okay, here it is. Let's put some rhythms in place. And I think this is so key, Justin. That's what you know the family board meeting is about. People, they might be like, I can't step that far away from my business now. Either, yeah, I have the money. I just can't step away. Or, hey, I'm just starting. I definitely can't step away. Well, let's get some rhythms in place. And rhythms are just powerful scheduling techniques, mechanisms that I have. And I only, you don't have to have 37 rhythms. I have about four or five in my family life that holds 80% of it together. And if you can put these, these rhythms on the calendar and stick to them, and I'll, you know, we'll give a few examples, that busyness, it creates a space. I like rhythms. I don't, I don't like the word habits as much anymore. Cause you have a, a bad drinking habit, a, you know, a bad smoking habit. Rhythm has more of a musical element, you know, keeping the beat. Mm. And if you'll just set a few rhythms on your calendar and stick to them, like you have now for a, for about, for several years on the family board meeting, you can depend on that. You can lean on it and it creates that space to push all the other things out and you don't lose track of your family or highest values along the way. Do you love the podcast and the book and wonder what the next step should be on your lifestyle investor journey? For a limited time, my team is doing free personalized consultation calls to learn more about your goals and determine which of our courses or masterminds will help you get to the next level. Whether that's to make your first investment or to create your first income stream of passive income, or whether that's to achieve ultimate financial freedom. If you'd like to reserve a spot, head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation to book a free strategy session while they're still available. Again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation. I love it. In fact, let's get into some of those rhythms right now. And then after that, let's backtrack and and let's really explore your real estate career and how you got started and kind of what you built and where you are today. Okay. Let's talk about two rhythms. One that you're familiar with both, but let's set the stage of three principles. These are these are like the foundation. We all know you lay that strong foundation, you got a better building that I use for a lot of my important things with my children and my wife. The first principle is the one-to-one principle, like you hit on it, Justin. You got to separate the parts of strength in the home. This is the most overlooked thing I've ever seen in relationship building, therapy. One-to-one time puts the magnifying glass on that relationship in a positive way, clears away distractions, and really gives you the chance to get below the surface. You know, I come from a, a large Irish Catholic family which means I have like 5,000 cousins, which is great. You can have a big, (laughs) big gathering. But what really has gotten me underneath the surface with my wife, with each of my children, some of my closest friends was this one-to-one time. So you got to be willing to put the one-to-one principle to work. The second thing you have to be able to put to work is intermittent tech fasting. This is really, really important today's day and age. 
you got to be able to completely disconnect to reconnect. You have to have times of complete and total unavailability for the people right in front of you. Because if you don't, if you take that, you know, you're with your beautiful daughter and you take that text, that phone call, that email, well, you're not there anymore. Your brain has left the station. You've just shown that this text or this phone call is more important than you. And it never brings you fully below the surface. So you have to, I'm not saying cut off technology, move to survival ranch in Montana, but have periods of time where you're doing some intermittent tech fasting. You know, everyone knows from our health friends, intermittent fasting, you're not giving up eating. You're just saying, I'm only going to eat between this time and this time and keep discipline to it. And the third principle, Justin, that will build these two uh, rhythms off of is say the unspoken. If there's anything I've learned for a lot of entrepreneurs we can be very prideful and pride can get in the way. So I could be a, a little shy because maybe it wasn't how I was grown up or I'm just flat out pig headed. I don't like to give an apology or a sincere compliment. It just didn't come naturally. It's not the way I was necessarily raised. But what I found is when I get one-on-one and I'm, I have no, no technology in between us doing some intermittent tech fasting and I give the opportunity to say the unspoken to my wife, to my children, Justin, I can't tell you the barriers that is broken down from a sincere apology, a genuine compliment. And these three things together are the foundation of two of my strongest principles, one being date night and one being the one that we got popular for was the family board meeting. Yeah. And and by the way, the family board meeting kind of came about because of all the rhythms that you have in business. We were like, hey, it's really important to have this board meeting for work. What if we extrapolate this for the most important meeting that we have, which is family and prioritizing that and having, you know, an awesome rhythm around it. And I love that. And one of the criteria around that meeting is that it is technology free, that the phone goes in airplane mode. Ideally, you don't use it, but uh, you know I do still like to capture Snap pictures picture. and moments. Yeah, right? especially yeah. going through the years. <laughs> yeah, that's right, but not the whole time. Nope. And put that thing away, and and let's let's engage in real conversation. So I love that. I'm forever grateful to you for that insight and helping me be a better father and helping me be more intentional with my time. And by the way, I've got a wife that her number one love language is quality time and a daughter who I'm very confident one of her two love languages is quality time. Therefore, it's even more important for me to make sure that technology is away because you can be clocking some hours. And by the way, don't look at it as clocking hours. But and just to get this point out, it's like you could be putting in a good amount of time. And the moment that you disengage and dive into technology, it's like you erased all the the hours or minutes that you had previously put in based on how they may feel if they really have a priority of time, quality time, uninterrupted, connected time. So that's been huge. Yeah. Let me tell you a gut-wrenching story at my expense. So Maggie just turned nine. When she was five years old, Justin, I came home and I turn off my phone for an hour and a half to two hours. I think it was, it was our friend Sean at Front Row Dads. He did the gun safe thing. I said, I'm going to start the gun safe thing and just leave it in my bag or in the car. Well, I broke my own rule and I kept my phone in my pocket. And Maggie came out and said, Daddy, can we go on the trampoline? We love our trampoline time. Get on the trampoline, just starting to jump. And what happens? That dreaded Now, I don't even look at it yet, but you know your brain, just that noise can make you go in seven different directions. So I'm no longer on the trampoline. I pull out the phone, Justin, and it's 530 now. Someone screwed up a closing that was supposed to finish that day. I mean, it was a simple little thing that I can't believe this mistake happened. So what happens to me? 
all of a sudden, there's nothing I can do. Title company's closed. It's going to wait till the next day now. There I am going into scenarios. I'm swearing under my breath a little bit. And then I come to focus attention of where I actually was. And standing in front of me is Maggie, this little five-year-old. And she's got like the sad face and almost the quiver lip. And I look, I'm like, I'm thinking she got hurt. And I'm like, sweetheart, what's... And she goes, daddy, why are you so mad at me? And so that was such a lesson to me that we think we're better at multitasking than we we are. We, we're, mm. as entrepreneurs, we are sometimes hyper-focused and very into what we're doing. So here I am dealing with a closing issue and my daughter is, is seeing my expressions, my that, and she thinks I'm directing it towards her. And I was like, holy cow, how many more times has this happened? And I don't want this to happen again. I'm ashamed to say it has right. happened more, but way less because we're not that good, Justin. We're not that good yep. at turning on and off and multitasking. And that's why the times of complete and total unavailability are so important. And the way I do that complete and total unavailability with my wife, we have a weekly date night, same bat time, same bat channel. Every Tuesday, 5.30 to 8.30. It used to be every Wednesday, but now with soccer for this season, we flip-flopped it. So we know the babysitter's lined up. No, I can't do a podcast. I'm not doing a client call. None of that stuff's going on. We're doing that. So we have weekly date night, same time, same every week. And then I have my family board meeting where each of my children have a day with me every quarter to reconnect, to do something fun on their terms and to get into those deeper conversations. When you got to the business part and you said how I took business rhythms and put them to family, I did. And I remember going to some pretty influential groups and saying, you know, how many of you meet with your sales team and, and marketing team every quarter to go over projections? This boom, boom, the hands go up. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, well, how many of you, you know, meet with each of your children on a quarterly basis to reconnect with them and and look ahead to your relationship? You know, no hands go up. And again, I would have been in the same boat. So it's so important, whatever we're going to give to our top investors, our key clients or key team members in our business, why would we at least give that same to our family? That's powerful. And and I love that perspective. And I can't even tell you how important that time is to my daughter. She doesn't articulate it as as much as my wife does, but she does enough in in like body language or in presence. But my wife is very verbal. Like if she's not connecting or getting that time, that there is this void, this lack of connection. And so um, if that rhythm ever falls off, we feel it together. You know, we feel it in our relationship. And so like you, we have a very strict in the books, like we actually stopped doing a date night and we do a date day. Technically it's a date morning. You know, we, we meet on Fridays and and it's every Friday, uh, eight to noon. And and we actually will go do a yoga class together or go do a workout or go do, you know, a hike or a bike and, and then go grab some food and go walk around. And so our goal not only is to do it when our energy is fresh, but it's also to be doing healthy activities while we do it. And that's been powerful for us. Yeah, that's great. And I'm going to give you something. I'll make sure I send it to you. Um, We've formed date and it could be date day or date night with a question. So here's something Jamie and I have added. I don't know if I've told you this yet, but we've added the power of questions. Because sometimes when we used to go on on a date, you get wrapped into the mundane, like, how is school today? You know, what errands do we have to run on Saturday in in nice weather we're having? You know, real romance, you know, relationship builders. (laughs) So what Jamie and I started to do was, was formulate 
like questions. We'd pull them from offline and in top spots that we'd find for relationship building. And we, we actually formed a deck of cards, you know, so one card a week with a powerful question for each date, you know, and for people that we, we teach this to for, for our, our date night classes, we say, look, imagine if you ask one powerful, deep question a week to your spouse, where will you be in a year, in two years, in three years, you never stop dating. You learn new things about them. We've taught this to people who've been married 37 years. They're like, I never knew this. I never asked this. And what I found is you know, deeper, more powerful questions spark a different level in the relationship. So we always go with one or two questions that we want to learn about each other. We want to find some of them can be real lighthearted, like name the top three adventures we ever took and the first one you would do again. Other ones might be, Ooh. you know, hey, name a time that we were going through a rough time and you felt like I didn't show up for you. And what could I have done differently? Now, that's a tough one because you got to take your dukes and lower them down. And us entrepreneurs yeah. are stubborn and we don't really want to hear that. But better <laughs> questions for, for your date nights, you know, bring one or two of them along and it can really start to, to deepen the conversation. I love it. Well, what you and Rich Christensen with Legato family. I love like, Rich, yeah. Yeah, he's great. You two have just opened up my world into just creating better quality family time and, and better quality interactions and more intentional focus, like a proactive focus to make it important to make it relevant. And so I'm eternally grateful yeah. that it is just always fun to connect on this stuff because this is more important than all the other stuff. So sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but in the long run it is. And my wife is really good about saying, Hey, I'm the guy that likes to say yes to everything, go do everything, go try everything. And she made a really good point where she said, every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to the family. And that was a big aha to me where it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I need to be saying yes to the family more. And if I miss out on some of this other stuff, that's okay, because I want to be investing in the family. So love what you're about, love all you're doing. I'd love to talk about how you got to the point that you had time freedom. I think for a period of time, you did cool action adventure trips and extended time even before you fully had time freedom, but you certainly have time freedom now mm -hmm. and you do some epic stuff. So like, what was your real estate journey and how did you eventually buy your time back? Yeah. Real estate started for me again with that simple goal of, of I want to get to the good stuff. So I think I have to get real estate in place. There's that saying, buy real estate. And wait, don't wait to buy real estate. And, and I was pretty committed in my early 20s. I'm going to start buying income producing real estate. And so my niche was in California. I would buy, fix and resell HUD foreclosures. And then I would uh, buy, fix and keep them. And so really my game, Justin, for the first whew, nine years or, or nine to 12 years was just bulk rehabs, bulk foreclosures. You know, and that's a slow progression. I remember the first day, if I could do one house this year, that first year, one property, oh my gosh. And the first offer got accepted. I remember hyperventilating in my kitchen. <laughs> and that goes from one a year to three a year, to one a month, to three a month, to 10 a month. And so it's kind of like going to the gym where you can put a little more on. And I did really good in the bulk foreclosures. Now, in between that, 2007, 2008 was a very hard time for me. I skirted the lines of bankruptcy. I was heavily invested in Florida. We lost 60% of value and about 40% of rents. So even wow. with a with plan in place, it was very tough. And I think we get called to on tough times. And if I have to look back at anything I'm most proud of, although it's not like the money went to Vegas and was spent, 
I had family and friends invested with me and I made a decision that no matter what, I was going to keep their hole on their principal. And I did that. And it took a few years after 08, but I paid back every dollar of that. And I can tell you what happened in end of 08, beginning of 09, since I had protected all of my investors, the word spread. So when all these great deals started coming out in 09 and moving forward, I had plenty of people saying, go invest with him. He'll take care of you even if it goes down. And so I had a pretty big checkbook of investors that would partner with me when there were, I mean, you remember incredible deals, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Now, when we got to 15, Justin, it got to get a little screwy. Everyone wanted fixer-uppers and foreclosures. And so my now building partner, who we had swapped deals back and forth, he actually, him and his father owned a large management company. They managed my portfolio. He came to me and he said, hey, what would you think about throwing in some development fees? And instead of finding old fixer-uppers, we build our own properties. Mm. Here I am. This is the old dog learning new tricks. I mean, I was a rehabber. That was my badge of honor. I don't build new. And so it was, it was a slow start. But just like anything, like I explained before, one house a year, then three a year, then one a month. Well, we did this first development, um, about $3 million development, and it went okay at best. Lots of lessons, a lot of things I wouldn't do again, lots of learning on the job. But we could see the scalability from instead of only working with old fixer-uppers and going with new construction, we could place properties in better areas. We could down headaches and, and turnover. We could have better resaleability and growth overall. And so fast forward that nine years, that first year we did $3 million. Last year we did $185 million in sales. And we went wow. from one market to 12 markets in Florida. And then part of our company was, was bought by a large Japanese group called Sumitomo. I'm sure you've heard of them. Yep. They have lots of different conglomerates. Warren Buffett's invested in one of the other ones. But that was the growth pattern. So build to rent has been the best way for me, Justin, to buy back my time, to get the best financial results. And along the way, that's where I've made the most of our clients seven seven figures as well. So it's been the most solid model and one that I never thought I'd be going into. I love it. Well, a few things about this. I've got several people that I invest in that their track record is whether the deal went bad or the deal went well, they made sure that their investors never lost money. And that, to me, is such a stand-up move that I'm going to show up and invest in those people all day, every day. I love that. I love that you do that. I love that that's what your track record is. I think that's important. We've got some people in my lifestyle investor mm-hmm. mastermind that are really big also in the build to rent space. And so just for clarity's sake, just so everyone understands what this is, you've got some people that are buying flips, you've got other people that are buying homes and they're renting them out. But then there's a whole nother thing where you're building communities where the intention of the community is that it is a rental community. There are communities out there. In fact, because I have a company in the single family home maintenance space and we've partnered with a lot of groups and I've got a lot of friends there. I mean, there are companies right now as we speak developing monster 500, 600 home communities that are 100% built to rent. Icon here in Austin has a big development with Lennar. And they're building a huge community. And by the way, I'm not sure that that full thing is built to rent. I'm just speaking in terms of like big, huge productions where either all or a lot of that community is going to be this built to rent model. And I've got a good friend, David Osborne, who has been on the podcast. You know, David, he is uh, very, I guess, 
eager, excited, optimistic about this space as well. Yeah, no, it's it's a great space. And yeah, David's an old friend through family board meetings. Then we've actually done a little here in Florida together. And build to rent, there's a reason why some of the biggest money guys are going into it. And it it takes a lot of the guesswork out. And the one thing that that does se- kind of separate what we decided to do, Justin, from the norm is we do whole communities. We also are a big believer in infill lots or spot lots. And I got to tell you why. A lot of the so we've we've built for some of the bigger hedge funds or, or family offices whole communities, and they they say we only want whole communities, and that's fine. And our whole communities do great. But my old programming was always, you know, when when you're taught to find houses, find that house in an area with a mixture of homeowners and renters. And, and that that really that principle is held hard to me. Like, gosh, that just made sense. So what we started to do was buy up infill lots in already established neighborhoods that had a lot of home ownership. So for our subcontractors and our building, it's it's like all the trades were going to the same area, like it was one community. So you'd you'd save on that, but we were also getting the benefit of home ownership because I always like to be around other homeowners with my rental property because I thought it helped value and all that. Now, of course, with the higher end, fully built to rent, they kind of insulate that to make it nice. But yeah. we have done probably more infill lots in large amounts than even whole communities. And we found that to be a really lucrative way for Build to Rent or any of our mutual Build to Rent friends listening to this. It's something you want to stay open to because at first people are like, oh, no, we want only only the whole community or it's too hard to manage or too hard to build. And if you strategically buy your infill lots together, you can have the best of both worlds, I think. Most certainly. Well, I'm, I'm eternally thankful to John Vroman and Front Row Dads, because the first time you and I ever got extended time together was at that event, that very first event there. Actually, I think it was the second overall Front Row Dads event that they ever hosted, okay. uh, which is cool. And and you were the featured speaker at that. And I just think that that is so fun. And then you and I share Mike Koenig together, who's he's a creative great. genius. Awesome. Yeah, who's yeah. just, you know, Mike. he's opened up the playbook for creativity and thinking outside the box and helping create a reality of of all the things that are up in our mind, but uh, can actually give a creative formula to it. So, I love it. you know, but eternally thankful to you and them. And I just, I love what you have been able to build for your family, the business that you've been able to build to support the the time freedom that you have, all the different ages of your kids, blended family, like all the things you've been through it, you have figured it out, you've cracked the code. And more importantly, you're intentional about always getting better. And I just love that. So I'd love to make sure that people know about you, where to find you, and just a plug also. You've got another book coming out this next year that is called The Passive Income Playbook. And I think it'd be cool to, to you know share a little bit about that. And then your book that uh, is hitting the bestsellers now is 18 Summers. And so I love that you appeal to the family side, but you appeal to the investment and passive income side. And and there's so much like part of why I wanted to have you on the show so bad is because we're so aligned. And I feel like people need to hear this message as many times as we can share it because they can experience this too. Yeah, no, thank you, Justin. So the passive income playbook will be coming out. It's about how to leverage build to rent investments to buy back your time and have a legendary family life. That's what we called about it because this niche is not 
that well known or understood yet. And it's been what really moved the dial for me, you know, to get to that next level of real estate. And that's where I've seen it benefit our clients the most. But I also blend in the family part of that. And so people know the legendary family life for me, all that means is all the things I dreamed of doing as a kid and we couldn't, I still get to do. That's it. That's what a legendary family life looks. And I want to do it with my family. So people will be able to get that. It's coming out very soon. So keep an eye out for that. The family board meeting, 18 summers, you can get that in Barnes and Nobles or Amazon. Obviously, that's kind of our signal book that really brings people in and we share values with and make good friends with like you. But that's one of our our pride and joys. So if you are looking for a simple, easy book, that's a great way to start. You learn more about our talks, workshops, and even family retreats. It's definitely our pride work that the real estate has been able to provide for us. I love it. And anywhere else people can go to find out about you and what you're doing in the real estate space also? Yeah. If you go to jjplaybook.com, you're going to see that's the simple story of me and my wife, kind of our principles into real estate. And if you want to learn about build to rent, you can do that there. You can also go to 18summers.com. You'll learn about our talks, workshops, family retreats in Costa Rica. It's a great thing if you're looking on the family side for that. And also we have great guests on our podcast, 18 Summers, the family podcast. Justin's been on others. So if you're looking for a good side podcast, a lifestyle investor, come on over and see us. I love it. Well, I appreciate your time and you sharing all this amazing information with us and helping us all be more intentional with our time and prioritize family the way it should be. I love ending every episode with a question that I like to ask our audience. And that question is this, what is one step that you can take today to move towards financial freedom, to move towards living a life that's on your terms that you truly desire, not by default, but by design. And hopefully there's something that you can take from Jim today that helps you take that step. Thanks for tuning in and we'll check you next week. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who would benefit from this episode, would you mind sharing it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all resources mentioned, visit www.lifestyleinvestor.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor. This podcast is being made available exclusively to financially sophisticated, high net worth individuals capable of evaluating the merits and risks of investments. The material presented in this podcast is not intended to be investment advice or to recommend the purchase or sale of any security, nor is it intended to be legal, accounting, or tax advice. You should consult with your legal, tax, or financial advisor in connection with any material discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative nor a guarantee of future results. Certain materials discussed on this podcast may have been prepared by third parties, which have been obtained from sources that we believe to be accurate and current. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy, completeness, or currency of such materials.